Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and I love some scheduled madness. <laughs> and I'm Jules, the gal who's getting the hell out of Dodge to hike the wilderness while Hot Rob partakes in the madness that is March. So in case you haven't guessed it, our theme for this episode is March Madness, and we're highlighting the baller takeover of the wine industry. But before a little we- aside, though, for those of you that may not know what March Madness is, it's a basketball tournament, a college basketball tournament. Wow, I didn't realize that was the deck we were playing with. Okay. I mean, people are is listening a to a wine icon. podcast. Yeah, but you don't There may be people rock. that don't know what it is. Get out from under the rock. But keep listening, dear, <laughs> dear, dear reader. Don't listen to Drea. Don't let her make you feel bad about yourself. I'm just crabby. It's fine. It's fine. So, speaking of being crabby, before we get into our baller episode, let's Start off with our reoccurring segment, Cheers and Jeers. Jules, what are you cheersing and jeersing? I'm cheersing to having hot water again after two and a half weeks. Oh, this has been a long haul for you. It's, it <laughs> really has. <laughs> I feel like hot water was featured on a previous Cheers and Jeers. The lack of hot water, <laughs> yes, was featured in a previous one. But we do have hot water again. And I tell you, it's really delightful. I'm happy about it. I'm happy for you. Everybody's happier for it. I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you jeersing? I'm jeersing to the historic snowstorm that left our cabin guests up in the mountains stranded without power for more than eight hours, um, which almost gave me an ulcer, but also the roads were closed. So, like, they couldn't leave either. And you couldn't so, get there. And, well, no, why no, I would yeah. never want to drive up the mountain in a snowstorm. You are 100% going to give yourself Because what am though. I going to do? Or like, like I can't restore murmur. the power. It was... Power lines were down because trees came down. Like, no one had power. It wasn't just our house. So, thankfully, they were very cool about it. So, sort of cheers to them. Cheers to them, but cheers to the fucking stress of all of it. FYI, if you're thinking about owning a house and airbnb it, don't fucking do it. It sucks. (laughs) Pro tip. Pro tip number one of this episode. Amateur tip. (laughs) Drea, what are you cheersing to? Let's bring it back up. I am cheersing to the first inklings of spring. And by first inklings, I mean one nice day. But my body is ready and pasty and needs some damn sun. And I, I can almost feel it. I can almost feel it coming for We're us. getting there. Yeah, despite the fact that I'm wearing like a black turtleneck sweater. It's fine. When you get back from Spain in a, in a few weeks, it's you're going to come back and be like, ah, here yes. we are. Yes, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want for my life. I've already picked out the mini pool I'm going to buy for this season. She has. I saw it. It's fantastic. It's got a fountain. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> what are you jeersing to? Uh, so I am I am about to embark on another trip to España, to Barcelona. And I've been following the weather because, you know, she's got to pack accordingly, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, so last week it was fucking snowing there. Oh, geez. Does like, it snow there? I'm trying to remember if it snows It does. A lot. It can snow there, like, typically January, February. Not a the, lot, though. Or like, it's coldest... not crazy snow. Well, not like, okay, it's not like Idlewild cabin snow. But it does, I mean, come on, snow in a big, like, European metro. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's terrifying to me. Oh, I see. I think it sounds delightful. No, fuck that. So, because then you got to pack all this shit to This wear. is true. Um, the traveling to snow when you're... When it could be snowing, maybe not snowing, it sucks because everything is heavier and bulkier. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so now and we though, got luggage limits, right? 
Uh, the day we fly in, it's going to be like almost 80 degrees. Oh, shit. Like, the fuck is happening? Oh, I don't God. even know. I've got... You kind of have to prepare for anything. Yeah, I literally have the silver fox following me around the house, screaming that the day after tomorrow is coming. I mean, <laughs> this is just like... I didn't sign up for this shit. I just want to go on vacation, Chupaisky. <laughs> She just want to go drink some wine. Just want to go drink some wine and get some fun. <laughs> oh, cheers to first world problems. <laughs> so there you have it. Our cheers and jeers. Cheers and jeers to that. For this episode, Schweinigans, we are playing our own version of March Madness, Wine Madness. In honor of the March Madness bracket tradition, we have set up our very own wine bracket, the Battle of the Cheap Bottles. That's right, we're playing our own round of the Final Four. Now, to be clear, I was all in on an Elite Eight situation, but Jules was like, absolutely not, you crazy bitch. So. I think she wanted to do a Sweet 16, and I was like, no. She's like, okay, an Elite Eight. And I was like, no, there's just two of us. There's no way. We do not need to be opening eight bottles of wine. But this is scalable, is It the is good scalable, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you have more than two people, say you're having a party, you could do 16. You could do eight bottles. Or you could do what we're doing, which is four bottles. Yep. So what do our listeners need to play along? Okay, so you need wine. Obviously. So 16, 8, or 4 wines, depending on the number of people that you have. And they should be themed. Why are you looking at me like that? You know I love a theme. Yeah, but, like, I don't think they have to be themed. People could literally just have... You could do, like, a white versus a white, a rosé versus a rosé, a red versus a red. Like, you could do it that way. Or you could do, like, I've seen a lot of ideas. So so we're doing cheap bottles because we some cheap bitches. But, like, some people are doing... No, we are approachable. I see. Okay. Got it. Sorry. Right. Okay. The, the we, power okay. of positive thinking. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you guys just do whatever the fuck you want with all it, okay? California it can be a theme. It doesn't help. have to be. I'm trying to help them. People can do what they want. Fine. We're moving on. Okay, fine. You're going to need a master bracket. I don't even know what the fuck that means. You're going to need a competitor's bracket. Don't know what that means. You're going to need a way to cover your bottle so you don't know what you're pouring. So whatever the fuck you want. You can put a fucking old pillowcase, some paper bag. You can do whatever you want. Sounds like you're going to suffocate someone. (laughs) Well, I mean, I might. (laughs) That person might be Drea tonight. (laughs) You'll need, duh, some tasting glasses. I mean, okay. Some of this is really obvious. And then you'll need... So the person doesn't know where the bracket you'll is. You'll need something to take your notes, your votes, and your scores. Uh, Drea has noted paper and pens, but you could use the note function in your phone. You could just... You I know. love that you're giving our listeners options. This is great. So let me explain You could math. use a white a whiteboard. Oh, I like a whiteboard. A dry erase board. Yeah. You could fucking be like, uh, what was his face during the uh, 2000 election? Oh, the dude with the khakis? That died. He's dead now. He had his whiteboard. He was doing all the numbers. Wait, did you with the khakis? No. The 2000 election. Oh. Not oh. the good looking dude from the 2020 election. I know who you're talking okay, about. Well, you know, a girl can dream. Okay. Anywho, so, the, so that's kind of what you need, according to Drea. Right. So the, the brackets. Okay. So here we're going to post a link to um, 
Wine Folly. They actually have this game in their archive. And you want to pick out, you should have a master bracket where you can record what the votes are. And then everyone should have like their own bracket so they can make their tasting notes and stuff. Um, in terms of theme, you know, it's nice to be like all reds or all whites or whatever so that people know what to pick with. We have each picked two bottles and our theme was cheap wine. So each bottle had to be under $10 and they all had to be reds. Um, we really are going in on the best of the worst here. So this should be lots of fun. Then, as Jules pointed out, you need to somehow mask the bottles. So we have tagged and bagged them. Um, and so basically you're setting up like a blind tasting, right? We wrapped our bottles in like brown paper, like packaging paper and numbered them one, two, three, and four. Now, if you're a basketball fan, you know how this works. The top seed plays the low the bottom seed so we are gonna do <laughs> if yes yeah, some people didn't know that jules <laughs> we are gonna do one against four two against three and then the winner of those two sets will go against each other head dead <laughs> in a cage match <laughs> to the death <laughs> in a wine cage match we might be dead at the end of this episode <laughs> so let the games begin now this is the fun part if you're still awake Dear reader, oh my god! This is where we start the tasting. You know what? I just need to pour this bitch some fucking wine before she gets all up in it. All so, right. Idrea said, one versus four, two versus three. The winners go head to head against each other. Okay, so we are pouring wine. One. It just looks like we're just pouring wine out of a brown paper bag, like a bunch of hobos. That's exactly what we're doing and what we are. Let's just be honest about that. Okay, so one, and now we are going to, is this going to, okay. These paper bags aren't like the most stable things. And now we've got four. Should we tell our listeners that you rewrap my bottles because mine looked like a kindergartner had done it? Yeah, so Drea comes <laughs> over. Her bottles are wrapped. Then she brings me paper to wrap my bottles in. But I'm like, but we're clearly going to know whose bottles are which based on the terrible wrapping job. So I rewrapped stuff. Yeah. And you know what? You could probably still tell what's what. But really, I already can't remember what, you know what, what bottle was what. I have some whimsy. It's fine. Oh, my God. Okay, All right. here we go. Okay. One. One. Right? Okay. All right. I mean, high acid. Got it. That sounds pretty good. And this is four. Oh, I don't like the smell of this. Mm. One. One wins for me. Wait, what happens if I say one and you say four? I don't know. We need to have hot, we'll have to have hot Rob come in and be a tiebreaker. We'll have, yeah. Okay, but I, I agree. One is the clear winner here. Bottle number four is coming in fourth place and is the loser. All right, so, so let's. So we're unwrapping it. We're un- gonna see what it was. Unwrap and unmask. It's one of Drea's bottles. Oh, this is actually surprising to me. Okay, so. Well, okay, this- so this one's called Oakstate. Oxte, O-X-T-E. 
and the silence red blend. And this is a Spanish wine. I knew it would be. Yeah, so I picked it up because, again, usually a good bang for your buck. This one was $6.99. And so it tastes like it. Came in under budget. Um, yeah, did me dirt. Spain That's surprising, dirty. though. Spanish wine, man, is just a pretty but good. But you know what? The nose on this one is like fucking rocket fuel. It's just not. I wonder it if it was. It wasn't good, yeah. If we opened it up or we aerated it a little. I don't know. But. Okay, well, we'll let it. Maybe we'll just let it breathe a little bit. And we'll, we'll revisit it at the end of the episode. So there you go. Okay, so bottle number four actually came in fourth place. And one's still, one's going to the one championship. Is, one is still in. One is in the bracket. On to round number two. All right. So our next bracket two is this bra- I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's game. Okay. Point. <laughs> Love. Now we're, now we're playing tennis. <laughs> so we've got bottle number two versus bottle number three. See? You catching on. You catching on. Okay. But the, I mean, this part's easy. <laughs> this part's easy. All right. So we've just poured out number two. And now we are pouring out number three. For a minute, I was like, is this going to be a white wine? I was going to smack you. I did have to text Rhea today when I was out shopping. Be like, what color wine am I supposed to be getting? I wasn't sure if we were doing some different ones. Well, that was in the original plan with the eight bottles, Jules. Yes, well. All right, number two. Number two. It's literally nothing. (laughs) It's water. We're drinking water. It's dark red water. I mean, it's not great. It's <laughs> it's not, not terrible. It would have beat out bottle number four. Yeah, it definitely would have beat my, my poor bottle number four. All right. Are these the same fucking wine? Are they? <laughs> no, they're not the same wine. I was like, what have you done? I can't. They taste almost exactly the same. Which is very interesting. For me, I have mine picked. You do? Yes. Okay. Come on, listeners are going to die. All right, all right. I've got pick two. Okay, what's your pick? Okay, on three, we say the number. All right. One, two, three. Three. Three of the winner. Y'all ready for this? And bottle number two is the loser of this particular bracket. And we are... Match round. Oh, God. So we've got Kaleo Nerda Avola from Sicily. Sicilian. Okay. So, and it's a, um, the um, DOC, Ital- a DOC Italian wine, which we know is um, uh, like a, a controlled, like of or- controlled origin. Right. So should have been good. It was pretty tasteless. Yeah, it doesn't for especially it surprises me. This is kind of like my Spanish pick. I feel like Sicilian wines have such a 
like deep bold palette and this is really surprising that it doesn't yeah. have any of that just had nothing okay so that was two that was bottle yes. number two so final round this is for the championship of the cheapskates bottle one versus bottle three and we don't know what they are no okay all right, so Jules. we're down to the final two. Yep. This is for the championship. That's bottle right. one versus bottle three. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. Bottle one. Yep. Let's make all the obnoxious wine tasting noises. So they're really different styles. Yes. But for me, there is a clear winner. I also have a winner. On three. One, two, three. One. Three. Oh, <laughs> no! Okay. We go so into overtime. We're going to overtime. And overtime means that we have to bring Hot Robin. The March Madness expert. To I uh, be the final decider. So we're going to pause. Maybe play some elevator music, and we're going to get Hot Rob. Please hold. I mean... Oh, we're, we're, you're going to record Okay, well, this is going to be a blooper. So, yeah, so Hot Rob is with us, and <laughs> he's going to be the deciding judge on if bottle one or bottle three so we're wins the championship. Yeah, yeah, we're in overtime. It's so down to Hot Rob. A lot of pressure. He does not do well under five, pressure, everyone. Five seconds on the shot clock. Go. Experienced uh, palate. Okay, so this is bottle one. Bottle one. Down the hatch. All right, what do you think? First impressions? It's pretty good. Oh, Jesus. It's pretty good. It tastes like, like it. wine. It tastes like wine. First experience? <laughs> All, right. One. All right. Team three? <laughs> I like the second one. Bottle Number three. three. Wins it over Jules time. wins it all. Where's the confetti? <laughs> Thanks, Hot Rob. You got it. Now that we know who the winner is, let's reveal the two finalists. Bottle number one. So coming in second place in the tournament, we have Cocoa Bond Estates Red Blend. Yep. So this is actually... It tastes like a cheap wine. Wow. Okay. This is actually my go-to, though, for a sangria in the summertime. Yep. Because you're mixing it with a bunch of yeah, other shit. I, well, and it's an American wine, and I call my sangria the Spanish-American War. Yeah. Because I use some Spanish brandy. And you but, probably put, what, like brandy in your sangria? Fuck yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, she a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see... That is a... You mix that with something. I would make a, like a mold wine out of that one. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would work, too. All right. And the winner. Taking it all. Jules. 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 Is Jules' pick. Oh. It's a Portuguese wine. 
Nice. Yeah, I, I knew like that Drea was definitely going to go with a Spanish wine, so I specifically did not pick Spanish wines. So this is the Grão Vasco. Uh, Toriga Nacional is the varietal, which Great is something variety. we recently bought because I'd never heard of it on last bottle. We bought one of those Toriga Nacional oh, bottles. Yep. It's a red wine, uh, vintage 2020, and it is also of a controlled denomination. Also, Portuguese wines are super underrated yeah. and a great... I mean, I talk a lot about Spanish wines, but Portuguese wines are a great bang for your buck. Let's also talk about the fact that Jules stayed right at like the $10 mark. So one of my wines was $9.99 and this one was actually $10.99. So it was just really hard to find something. I thought we were staying at 10 but then I realized that Drea was like the cheaper the better. So how much were your wines? So my wines were five ninety nine and six ninety nine. So there you go. Yeah, you I spend mean, those extra few bucks, and you get a fucking winner, winner chicken dinner. And there you have it, our final four and champion. Happy Schweinigans, happy March Madness. Hoop it up, baby. <laughs> In honor of our basketball theme, Bottle 51 is a bottle produced by a former baller. We are featuring 3 by Wade Rosé from 2020, and uh, it comes to us from Wade Cellars, which is owned by, if you know basketball, Dwayne Wade. Is he retired? He is retired. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And he's doing his kind of wine thing full time now, which I fucking love. So the price point for this bottle is about $20. It's really approachable. Um, it's one of the more approachable wines in his portfolio because some of this should be expensive, let me tell you. Mm, the yeah. ABV is 13% and it is a California blend of Grenache, Tempranillo, and Zinfandel, which sounds like delightful Sounds appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, Jules, why don't you give us some Fun basketball facts to contextualize this bottle. I know how much you love this. Because Drea loves a theme. So everything is basketball. The ball of the baskets today with our fun facts. The ball ball of of the baskets. The baskets of the balls. I don't know. That's a lot. You put the balls in the basket. Oh my God, stop (laughs) it. Keep your balls. She should just go. The game of basketball was invented in 1891 by a Canadian man named James Naismith while he worked as a physical education teacher at the YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts. The Naismith Trophy is awarded to the top men's and women's college basketball players each season. So go figure. Look at that. A Canadian on the East Coast. In America. In America. (laughs) Fucking immigration. (laughs) God, that went south fast. All right, moving right along. Tell us about the NBA. (laughs) The NBA officially began as the Basketball Association of America, BAA, in New York City in 1946. Its name wasn't changed to the NBA, which is a National Basketball League, until 1949 when, yes. What? A is National Basketball Association. Yeah, don't get me Confusing basketball and baseball. Sorry. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, Different so balls, the name wasn't changed to the NBA until 1949 when it merged with the National Basketball League, the NBL. There you go. See, maybe that's why I was getting confused. Anywho, Dwayne Wade started and ended his 16-year career 
that spanned from 2003 to 2019 with the Miami Heat, and he won three NBA titles during his career, or maybe NBL titles. I think maybe they need to change it's, that. No, it's NBA. Okay, it's, I maybe promise they, you. They could maybe change that. No, no. Dwayne Wade is originally from Chicago, where Hot Rob is from. There well, you go. listen. Hot Rob is from a suburb of Chicago, and people that live in the suburbs love to say that they're from Chicago, even though they live closer to Wisconsin than they do Chicago. Anyway. You you know, you're really embracing this baller theme by all the shit-talking you're doing right about now. Shade! She's throwing shade to the Wade! Uh, He was born in 1982. Dre is breaking shit. He's my age. (laughs) How come I don't own a winery? What the fuck? Something went very wrong somewhere along the way for you, Drea. (laughs) He holds three records with the Miami Heat, as I just mentioned. He's the Miami Heat all-time leading scorer. He's a Miami Heat all-time assist leader. And he's also the Miami Heat all-time steals leader. Do you know what any of of those mean? Okay, (laughs) great. I know what leading scorer means. I do know what assists means. I'm not sure about steals. I don't really care. Anyway. Can you tell who wrote this part of the episode? <laughs> Today. I mean, I could have written it just because just because you write it doesn't mean so you have to understand it. Oh, Jesus. Hi. All right. That's what wow. all okay. academics are about. No. Oh, <laughs> God. The shit talking. Keep going. Today in 2023, Dwayne Wade also serves as co-owner of the Utah Jazz. Utah, not my fucking favorite state, let me tell you. It's another but basketball it's... team, just in case you didn't know. I did. I okay. do know fucking that. Listen, I do know a lot about sports, which is very surprising because I'm married to Hot Rob and I just fucking absorb the bullshit that he always talks about. It's like osmosis. It is. Mm-hmm. He's always like, I can't believe you know that. I'm like, really? You talk about it all the time. Anywho, in 2015, while on vacation, Wade was photographed sitting on a banana boat and toasting with red wine with LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Paul. I know all those names. The group became known as the Banana Boat Crew, and that moment ignited a wine frenzy within the league. Ever since, Wade has been a role model for others looking to get into the business. In September 2022, he also launched the When We Gather organization, which hosts a dinner a dinner series in six cities across the country that highlights the work of black sommeliers and chefs. This world of wine wasn't something that was presented to me growing up as a kid in the inner city. It wasn't an option, he said. But now I'm getting the opportunity to not only drink wine and enjoy it, now I'm learning about wine and seeing how it brings people together from all over the world. And this is what When We Gather is all about. I love that. Um, I do love that. I, you know, and... But but also, time out, then why the fuck is his wine not affordable? So he does have an affordable line. That's the three by Wade line that we're drinking. He has, I mean. Okay, take it back. Sorry. Yeah. mm -hmm. Why don't you shut your mouth? But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) but also $20 is not affordable. I mean, I think he's also trying to make, so, but it may not be affordable in a a certain sense, but it is accessible. Right. And so like $20. Not to kids in the inner city. No, but I will say $20. So like when I was in college, the idea of spending $20 on a ball of wine, like that was a big deal. Unthinkable. That was, I didn't do it. That would have been like it didn't a happen. fancy ass It wasn't bottle. a big deal. It literally was not something that even would have come up. Well, I mean, I also drank a lot of two buck chucks. So, you know, clearly it didn't happen very we often. We drank Franzi out of a box. How come we didn't do that on the Boone's podcast Farm? episode? 
Believe I'm that. saying that that's if there was wine. I'm putting that in quotation marks here for those of you who can't <laughs> see me air quotes. Wine. It was you know Boone's Farm wine cooler type stuff. Franzia from a box. We but wine wasn't really a thing. But anyway. When I think too, part of it though is, I think for Wade, the lack of black representation in the upper echelons of the wine world is really important too. Um, and so, you know, it is an industry that's been dominated by, for generations by European psalms. It's been dominated by, you know, traditionally white males. We talked about this a lot when we did the Black Girl Magic episode as well. We've mm-hmm. talked about when we've highlighted female winemakers. And so, you know, I think for him, it's not just about wine, but it's about kind of paint it forward a little bit more too. So let's actually get into this bottle though and talk about it because this was a, a fascinating um producer to to research in some ways so this wine comes from mendocino county which is part of the north coast ava or american viticultural area located north of san francisco if you listen to our last episode on the idlewild flora and fauna it's coming from the same region so i'm not going to dwell too much which i'm sure jules will be happy about but in mendocino there are 10 avas that have been designated within that county and these include 25% of acreage that is certified organic. So, um, you know, Mendocino is not for the faint of heart in terms of winemakers. Oftentimes, these vineyards are producing lower yields. Their farming practices are more sustainable, which obviously is going to drive the price up of the grapes and hence the bottle. Um, Mendocino also has really deep wine roots. While not much production was happening during the colonial period and the settlement of the Spanish. Colonialism. Yep. You know I got mentioned in every episode. She finds a way, everyone. Nature finds a way, everyone. She fucking, she's like water. Yeah, I'm like dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Nature finds a way. Um, Shout out to Jeff Goldblum. I hope he's listening. So, you know, the Spanish didn't go that far north with the missions, right? But post-gold rush, the area that is now Mendocino County became a major center for wine production. And the oldest continually producing, continually operating, excuse me, commercial winery in Mendocino County is Paraducci Wines, which was founded in 1931 when Prohibition was still in place, which I think is fascinating. Please visit our previous Valentine's Day episode. Yep. Um, Paraducci remains the only commercial winery in, or remained the only commercial winery in the county until the late 1960s. And this changed in 1968 when Fetzer Vineyards was founded and would eventually become one of the largest producers in the country and an incredibly recognizable label. So Mendocino, despite the fact that wine was growing there for some time, or, or vines anyways, is fairly new on the scene in terms of you know being an AVA and producing world-class wines. But they have grown very fast. So today there are over 570 vineyards in production. Now that we know all about the history of basketball and Dwayne Wade, and we also know about the region, why don't you tell us a little bit more about actually how Wade Cellars was established and how Dwayne Wade is as a winemaker? Yeah. Um, so Happy to, Jules. Love to. Love to. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> 
Good times. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, he he's fairly, Dwayne Wade is fairly new to the wine game as an owner and maker, um, which I think is interesting. And I'm always fascinated to hear how people kind of get into the business. So Wade Sellers was established as a partnership between Dwayne Nade, Dwayne Nade, Dwayne Wade, excuse me, and the Paul Meyer family in 2014, who are already established in the wine business. On the Wade Sellers website, they state that their mission is to, quote, make the wine industry more inclusive to people of all backgrounds by consciously growing production and creating opportunities for access and education to all of those who choose to indulge in this affordable luxury. Isn't that kind of an oxymoron? Affordable luxury. I love it though. Like make it luxurious. Of course you would fucking love it. Of course. Oh my god, make it, but make it cheap. But make it luxury. Makes it luxury, but make it cheap. (laughs) Hey, listen, my favorite face masks from Spain are like two dollars, and they're amazing. Uh, Are those the ones you bring back for me? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love those. Okay, affordable luxury. Those are definitely on my, can you bring some of those back for me? Maybe. We'll see how you are with the rest of this episode. All right. She hates me, everybody. She hates me. I love you. So, we digress. In a 2022 interview with Rolling Stone, Wayne explained... No one's shocked. Wade explained how he got into the wine (laughs) business. He says... I started going to Napa Valley, so I got a chance to start experiencing a little bit of the wine world and like really loving what I was learning about, especially about how to make wine. I'm a nerd when it comes to things like that, but I'm also interested in what makes people great, you know? Like what makes a winemaker so great? So I just wanted to know more information and that information led to what we're here drinking, a wine with my name on it. And I, you know, I think... It's not surprising, though. No, I think think about someone... Who has that competitive drive. And has that, also has that history of, like, being the best at certain things. You know, being the leader in this and the leader in that and the highest score and the, all that stuff. Like, it's not surprising that he likes to understand, like, what makes someone great at their job. He understood what it took for him to get to where he was and what made him great so it, obviously innate natural talent but hard work training perseverance that sort of thing so i think that's cool yeah i that, think that and, translates into this you know when when, uh, when wade was in the league too i think that he was always known as a student of the game like when he was He's playing, smart yeah and when yeah. he was playing college at marquette he had a rough road to the nba he was actually benched for academic like um, I'm clutching my pearls. I know. My um, luxury, affordable like he, pearls. He, he, could, <laughs> he couldn't make the grades. And so he had to not only work on the academic side, but he had to work at his game side, Is that Marquette, too. Illinois? Is that in Illinois? Marquette? Carl, I don't know. Or Indiana? In, Indiana? Hot Rob. <laughs> Hot yeah. Rob. Marquette is where? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, oh I was yeah. like, it's in the Midwest you, somewhere. You were wrong twice. Look at that. <sighs> All right. I was so, in the right region, though. I was in the vicinity. So, But let's talk about Dwayne Wade as a owner and winemaker. Wine um, so it was founded in 2014, Wade Cellars. In 2015, it launched in Shanghai and Beijing, China with the Wade Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon and 3 by Wade Red Blend. I've- also, fun fact about... China, 
American, like Napa Valley wines are extremely valuable there. Yeah. They're very expensive because there's the wealthy Chinese associate that with like like brand names, right? Like we know that, right? right. Like Chinese goods with like the fake names. It's like about like the there's a cultural association there, right. with like having a name brand. Well, right? and the wine industry in China is. Huge, huge business mm-hmm. and so they have a massive like um wine convention there every year so it's not surprising to me that he would tap into that extreme luxury market right off the bat especially with you know basketball's also huge in china so his yes. brand is instantly recognizable there uh, so as an aside in 2021 the wine market in China was $42 billion. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, that's massive. I believe it 100%. Um, so not only like... She believes it. I mean, I saw it on Wikipedia. It must be true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't be giving up all our sources. <laughs> but all, I just want to point out about this. Like, that's a baller business move, too. To, to take Yeah, it's to smart. take these wines, like, really unproven in California to China right away and mm-hmm. be like, boom, really smart. So that's follow-up in 2016. He does bring them to the domestic market, and they are well-received. So Wine Enthusiast Magazine features Dwayne Wade and Wade Sellers on the cover of their May issue. That's a huge win for him. In 2018, Wade Sellers wines become available for purchase in the U.S. So, you know, he's really building that business and building brand recognition and building momentum and buzz, which I think, again, is super smart. Um, And finding this bottle is not super easy. So he, I think, is being really selective as to who carries what wines where. Where did you get the bottle? I ended up finding it at a Bevmo. Okay. But it was like one. Yeah. In the area, you know. So, and they had, there were like three bottles left. Um, So, I think I got really lucky. Well, hopefully we don't really like this wine and then we're going to be pissed that you didn't buy all three bottles. This is true. I mean, it's probably still there. So, in 2019, the three by Wade portfolio of wine expands with the California Rosé, which we are drinking today. Um, as he retires from the NBA. In 2020, Wade Sellers makes its debut at the Super Bowl in Miami, Florida. So again, smart Marketing. business move. Marketing. You know, using yep. those connections in the sports world. In 2021, Wade Sellers was named one of Wine Business Monthly's top 10 hot brands. And in addition to that, Dwayne Wade himself joined the executive leadership board for the world-renowned School of Viticulture and Enology at UC Davis. That's which, a really, really uh, a huge prestigious. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that School. he sits on the board of directors yeah. and I just think really demonstrates his commitment to learning the business, learning the industry, learning the practices. And then finally, in 2022, Wade Sellers launched its most affordable offering of Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> The world's most popular variety. Penny agrees. As Penny is telling us. <laughs> um, a 2020 California Cabernet. So, again, I think that, you know, his label has grown both strategically and very quickly. 
In addition to all of this, though, what I really love about the story of Wade Sellers is their mission to make wine more inclusive. So in addition to being an ambassador for all things wine, Wade has really utilized his platform to support the BIPOC community. And along with fellow NBA legends and wine lovers, Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony, Wade's, the banana boat people, the banana boat people, Wade started a nonprofit called the Social Change Fund, which champions issues such as criminal justice reform and economic equity. Through initiatives like donating portions of Wade Sellers bottle sales to the fund, um, Wade has also been able to bring these two passions together. So look at us. I know. Drinking for a cause. That's right. Drea. I mean, we are nothing. Drinking not- for a cause. We could start. That could. Is, I'm going to look that up. Do it. Is there something called drinking for a cause? Get the domain. we could fucking do get, that shit. Get the domain. Trademark it. Right now. Um, that may be better than Schweinigans. Look at you. Now who's the business baller in the team? That's right. I am That's pretty right. funny. <laughs> I do come up with punny things. You do. Um, so along those lines, Wade, Wade has also created a space for other players to follow in his footsteps, serving as a mentor in the wine business for other athletes. And I also like, I just want to highlight this and give a shout out to it. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. you think about all these young athletes who go into pro sports are making crazy money and don't do shit with it. Well, and also just have never been given the skill sets to like understand how to invest, how to save, how to plan for post-retirement. And, you know, a lot of like... Oh, she went She went that way. I went with a way of like, they just don't fucking ever give back. No, they do. You know? I mean, I think a lot of them, you know, do give back, but maybe don't do so as strategically. And I just, I appreciate that Wade has really taken up the mantle of taking these players under his wing and being like, look, man... Your career is not going to last forever. Like, let's talk about the next step, you know? Um, So I think that's great. And he has said about Wade Sellers, quote, we're on a mission to make wine more accessible. And for us, that's not just about the value of the juice in the bottle. Instead of partaking in the expected wine experience, we're partnering with other people of color to share our wines that not only celebrates black culture, but other cultures of color as well. And so I think the label really has a commitment to that. So in terms of what we're drinking today, we are drinking the Three by Wade Rosé, which again, just started its production in 2020. Um, This is going to be a Mediterranean style rosé. So it's gonna be light bodied. It's gonna have a more clean finish. It's going to be herbaceous on the mouth. We'll be the judge of that. With some bright citrus notes. (laughs) Um, Just a little, a few notes about how this wine is made. The fruit is uh, whole cluster cluster pressed and fermented to complete uh, complete dryness in stainless steel over a period of 30 days, which is actually a pretty long time for a rosé. So I'm expecting some, you know, deep flavor uh, notes to be on that palate. The wine is then racked on the leaves and aged for an extended period of six months in stainless before bottling, which again is, is you know, a little longer than you would think for the average rosé. Um, production is 4,500 cases bottled, so not a ton. And Wade gave some advice on wine in a recent interview. He said, you experience amazing wines, your palate grows. My palate is still growing and I'm going to grow. 
I'm going to learn more about wine and I wanna get better at it. I'm coming into wines through the back door, but I'm coming in through a passion and love for it. And lucky enough, luckily enough, the door has been open to me to be able to walk in. And I just, you know, I think that that gratitude and that willingness to still learn is a great reminder for all of us that none of us come into wine knowing everything, right? Every time you drink something, your palate changes, your palate grows. And I think that that's a really great reminder for how we should approach wine. So should we get into this bottle? Let's get into it. All right. All right, so we've poured the wine. We've poured it into our mouths directly from the bottle. (laughs) I mean, it's been that kind of day. Um, So she pretty. This is, it's a little darker than I typically like my rosé. You like that Provence style. I do like the Provence style, but stop calling it bullshit. (laughs) Listen, that's like the OG rosé. But this is very pretty. It's not super dark it's a very very um it's like a light salmon pink it's i was gonna say it's almost it's an orangey pink yeah yeah really i mean tracks though with some of the varietals that they're using the especially like the tempranillo the zinfandel yeah Yeah. all Mm -hmm. kind of heavier varietals all right should we take a whiff Ooh, it's it's very subtle what are you getting jasmine Am I get? I'm getting. There's definitely some floral. I mean, something notes. florally, but I'm also getting. Um, I'm getting strawberry. I'm getting like lime zest, Meyer lemon, and a little bit of like olive brininess almost. All that. Yep, that too. I got that too. Totally. I mean it. It. <laughs> Like, I already can tell you I want to drink this, like, overlooking an ocean somewhere. Or is this a porch pounder? Well, she about to find We're out. We're going to find out. All right, let's, let's give it a sip. Hmm. That's porch pounder. I could drink that all day. No, Okay. The whole rosé all day thing, not really my thing because I would probably be sick if I drank rosé all day. It's like too much, right? But this, I could definitely see opening up more than one bottle over a nice brunch on a sunny day So I'm not going to give it porch pounder status because I actually like it too much for that. Yeah. I I mean, this is But it's easy drinking. It is. So to me, a porch pounder is like... It's easy drinking, and I can, you know, there's some glasses you're like, I'm going to enjoy one glass of this, and then I'm going to move on to something else. This is something that I could definitely see, I could linger over this for a few hours. Yeah, this is actually a really nice wine. Um, It's hitting all the right notes for me. Like, it's got... And for 20 bucks, I mean... It's got just, so I don't like a super fruit-forward rosé. I do like my rosés more on the mineral side. Um, which should shock nobody who listens at this point. Um, and this is just hitting like all the right notes for me. Like I'm getting some grapefruit. I'm getting on the palate. I'm getting some grapefruit. I'm getting some lemongrass. I'm getting like the slightest hint of 
those Rainier cherries, very specific, I know. But I'm getting like sea salt and thyme and tarragon and just sort of that herbaceousness um, that I really love in mm -hmm. a rosé. But yeah, t I, I, D Wade, I love this. <laughs> I may have to go get a Miami Heat jersey. Shit, I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> Okay, She's work. also going to have to go back to Bevmo and see if those two bottles are left on the <laughs> I'm shelf. I'm going to borrow. I'm going to borrow. <laughs> yeah, I really like this. All right, so let's talk pairings here. Um, what would you pair this with in terms of food, Jules? This, to me, would be a really beautiful, like, proper brunch rosé. So I'm making probably a frittata. Nice. And going to have like a fresh fruit salad. And fruit salad sounds so stupid, but just like fresh fruits, like cantaloupe, strawberries, um, like maybe some peaches, you know, mm. like just some nice fresh fruits to go with that really fresh spring frittata. So frittata with good spring vegetables. Um, and maybe um, like a fennel sausage. Ooh, yum. Yeah. You know, to just give it that little bit of heft. Cool. So Saturday I'll be here. No. You'll be going to Spain. No, that's Sunday. That's Sunday. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to go more, for my food notes, more on the savory side. Um, a frittata is savory. It's eggs. Sausage and vegetables. Okay, fucking calm down. Uh, well, okay, how about this? More on the salty side. Okay, so I salty like, meats. <laughs> always, always. Me, Everything is a salty meat me side. Corazon is salty meats. Oh, I don't want that on a t-shirt too. Oh god. Um, I fucking oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna eat my weight and come on. Uh, so no, I like. So I was, I was still, this is still a daytime sipper for me, but I want to pair it with like oysters. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, the fennel that you mentioned, so I love like a salad with roasted fennel mm -hmm. and grilled avocado mm -hmm. and like kale. Um, you can make that for me. Okay. I haven't yeah. made, you haven't made that salad for us before. I, I will make you that She makes salad. excellent salads. This bitch loves the salad. She loves the salad, but she makes really good salads. I fucking love so. a salad. I can't even tell yeah. you. Um, also, I made a dish, um, so for those of you who don't know, she a good Catholic, and I made, and we are in the Lenten season, and so we have Fish Fridays. Whatever the fuck that means. So I made... Last uh, Friday, I made a Catalan-style bacalao dish, which is cod. And it's basically cod that's poached in a sauce made from tomatoes, white wine, garlic, shallots. And then I serve it with sautéed white beans that have a little bit of breadcrumbs, garlic, and parmesan. And it is so good. This wine would have gone amazing with that dinner. That sounds all right. All right. Sounds all right. Oh, my God. I can't with you. All right. What's your, <laughs> what's your situation besides porch pounding with this wine? Well, I said brunch. Okay. Like a, but like a nice brunch where you have the table set outside with like 
some nice napkins, some good music playing. Like, what's the soundtrack? Put me there. Tell me so what's coming at me on Saturday. So the soundtrack is gonna be okay. So we were just last week. I went to the Maggie Rogers concert. So nice. Maggie Rogers is on the soundtrack. So it's upbeat, fun, but not too poppy. Like a little bit folk, folk poppy. I feel like um, the Spotify playlist you're looking for is totally stress free. Mm, not quite, but that would be a good one. But there's some flowers on the table. Like, it's a proper, like, you set the table, everybody sits down to brunch, and it's not just a, like, a free-for-all, like, buffet paper plates. Like, it's, like, plates. We know how you feel about I paper plates. I don't like paper plates. I think it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Even when I have 20 people over, there's proper plates. Yeah. It's not paper plates. Should be. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't even have it. So that's house. the situation. All right. I like that. So we have really different reads on this situation here. <laughs> I like I don't know. I feel like this is a sexy bottle of wine. Like oysters crashing of waves. No, I'm not ha- but I'm Oysters just, are an aphrodisiac. I mean, maybe And apparently this rosé is too. Some, John, <laughs> listen up. Silver Fox. Um, Date night. Maybe like some <laughs> jazz, like some good jazz. Oh, I mean, listen. We are totally going in opposite directions here. And so I was uh, Drea's trying to get lucky. Yeah. Jules is trying to stuff her face. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually recently up in um Cambria on the in the central coast so just you know west of like San Simeon Hearst Castle and stuff and um stayed at a little like lodge down on the beach and it was a it was a great little mini getaway um and I don't know this is just kind of like the wine I want to drink when there's like an outdoor fire and you can see the waves coming Mm -hmm. in up against the sea cliffs and then like mosey on down the road to the sea chest and get some fresh oysters like that sounds like an ideal situation and then you know what watch a fucking basketball game what absolutely yes what stop doing the dance stop doing the dance no i love the dance i I love no maybe get some fucking nachos oh maybe get a churro where's my dad he knows what i'm talking about what andy (laughs) come and get your daughter Come and get am, your daughter. I am his daughter, so mm-hmm. you have him to blame for this. Okay, so that's your so that's your entertainment. Yep, yeah, that's my entertainment. You're watching basketball. My entertainment is watching Drea watch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and doing this stupid dance. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a right. shit show. All right, so there are our pairings. And to purchase, um, so I got our bottle at BevMo. It is... It, but it there's is, only two bottles left, yeah, so it, run, don't walk. It is a tough find, though, but the what the Wade Sellers website does feature a section telling you where you can find bottles to purchase. You can also purchase directly from their website, so we'll post that information and tag them um, on the Instagram. Speaking of the Instagram, follow us if you don't already. We're on IG at Two Girls in a Great Pod. That's T-W-O, Girls in a Great pod pod uh slide into our dms let us know what you think of this bottle if you have tried other bottles by famous ballers or ex-ballers give us a shout out let or us know what ballers. you think um you can also email us at two girls and a great pod at gmail and if you have enjoyed this podcast our brackets our shawinigans and just our general like great personalities banter. our banter yeah because we're fantastic um do a solid. Leave us a five-star review wherever Rate, you listen to, review. to podcasts. 
Uh, and with that, until next time, salut. Cheers. <laughs>